Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode number 191, How to Get Along Better with Your Mother-in-Law. Okay, before we begin this episode, I want to tell you about my parenting course. It's coming out November 16th. It's a long time coming, but I'm so excited about offering this to you. This is going to give me an opportunity to really help you with the skill set that you need and the mindset that you need to teach your children how to be obedient and respectful and kind and how to listen the first time and how not to argue with their siblings and so much more. So if you're interested, go to janetquinlan.com forward slash parenting waitlist. No spaces. janetquinlan.com forward slash parenting waitlist. Sign up, get on the waitlist so that you will get all the information as it comes out and when it's available. All right, here we go with the episode. Well, when I look at my episodes and I look at the downloads, there was a shocking revelation to me. The episode entitled The Complex Relationship Between Mother-in-Law and Daughter-in-Law has well over double the downloads of my next highest ranking episode. So, That tells me that there are a lot of women who are in troubled relationships with their mother-in-law or maybe their daughter-in-law. So I thought I would revisit that topic. And in this episode, I want to give some suggestions on how to get along better with your mother-in-law. If you're a mother-in-law, you can apply this to your daughter-in-law. But I think the last episode, I really focused on mother's-in-law. Now I want to focus on the daughter-in-law and how she can work to have a better relationship with her mother-in-law. And I talk with many women in my coaching practice about their relationship with their mother-in-law. Women say all kinds of things to me. Unfortunately, most of them are not positive. They say things like, she's controlling and she's demanding. She's disrespectful She's opinionated and frequently shares her opinion. She wants things her way. She disapproves of me. She thinks my children are her children, and she oversteps her role when we're together. And one of the most disturbing things that I hear is our family and family activities revolve around what she wants. So let's look for a moment at your mother-in-law. When you can, if you can, I don't know if you're listening to this in the car or while you're cleaning, which most people do, which I love, but it's important to take some time, just five minutes, okay? Whenever we say we have to take some time, we think it's an hour and we don't have an hour. Just five minutes, sit down with a piece of paper and a pen and make a list. What should your mother-in-law do? What should she say and how she should act and why? So, for example, you may think that my mother-in-law should call me or she should take care of my kids 
or she should call before she comes over. Okay. There's all kinds of things that you may think your mother, a mother-in-law should do. And when you're writing these things down, it doesn't matter if what you think is reasonable or what you think every other mother-in-law does. Just write down what you think your mother-in-law should do, how she should behave. Now, after you do that, I want you to go back and I want you to reread what you wrote with this in mind. Some of that may be true. Some of that may not be true. All these things that you have written down are your thoughts about what you think a mother-in-law should be like. Ask yourself why you want those things. Why you want her to be a certain way when she isn't. I want you to remember that all the things that you wrote down are just your thoughts. And your thoughts are probably similar and different from other people's thoughts about what they think a mother-in-law should do. They're just thoughts. And don't forget that just because we think it, we have the thought, doesn't make it true. Now I want you to go back and look at that list and ask yourself why you want her to act a certain way. What you just did in making the list of how you think she should behave is what we call a manual. You may have heard me talk about this before, but a manual is basically a list of instructions on how a person should behave. And it's just a personal list. It's what you think. And very often, the way we think someone should behave, whether it's our mother-in-law, our husband, our children, our friends, they often don't behave that way. They have their own idea of how they should behave. So in this episode, I want to talk about how you think about your mother-in-law or maybe your mother. If you have a relationship with her that is uncomfortable or unpleasant, or maybe it's even combative, I'd like to encourage you to take this opportunity to rethink it and reset it. And I'm going to say something here that you may tend to disagree with right away, but it is true. It only takes one person to change in a relationship for the relationship to change. It only takes one person. So if you would like a different relationship with your mother-in-law, it is entirely within your control. Now, I can hear you say, oh, you don't know my mother-in-law. She's so nasty. She's so mean. She's so disrespectful. She's so controlling. Just, again, those are all your thoughts. And what we have this glorious opportunity to do with our thoughts is change them to serve us. Do you like who you are with your mother-in-law? That's a really important question. If you don't have a good relationship with her, I bet the answer is no, you don't like who you are with your mother-in-law. And if you're unhappy in your relationship with her, what do you have to lose if you open up yourself to change? So let's talk about you changing your relationship with your mother-in-law without her needing to change. 
All right, first let me review the coaching model that I use. It's from Brooke Castillo. I was trained at the Life Coach School, and she articulated this model to help us not only coach people, but also to self-coach. And as I go through it, try and listen to how I do it, and you can try to do it for yourself. You can apply the model to any circumstance and get the result that you want if you apply it authentically. All right, first we have the circumstance. We call it the C line, the circumstance. Now in the circumstance line, we have completely neutral facts. What someone said or did, what we said or did, something that you could prove in a court of law. So the circumstance you cannot put in the circumstance line, I have a terrible (laughs) mother-in-law. You can't do that because you have judged her. It's your judgment. It's your thought. It's your judgment. You can put in the circumstance line, my mother-in-law. All right. Now in the circumstance line, we have thoughts that come from the circumstance. So when we look at the circumstance of our mother-in-law, what are our thoughts? We could have many. She's kind, but she's controlling. She's selfish. She's opinionated. She has to have things her way. She doesn't approve of me. She thinks I'm not doing it correctly, whatever it is. All right, you get the, you get the picture, right? All kinds of thoughts. Choose one, just one. Now, you can continue to do this work with different thoughts and you will get different results. It's very interesting. But for now, pick one. And let's say my circumstance is my mother-in-law and my thought is she's controlling. What feeling do I get from that thought? What's the feeling you have when you think that thought? Well, if I think she's controlling, my feeling is anger. All right. From your feelings, what are the actions that you do? Well, when I'm angry, I avoid her. I talk about her to my husband negatively. I'm passive aggressive. I make judgments about her motives. And I'm not really showing up the way I want to show up. And probably I'm having a lot of mental gymnastics about how angry I am that she's so controlling and going over and over and over in my mind that she's so controlling and finding evidence for all the reasons why I think she's controlling. All right, from our actions come our results. And guess what the results are? When I go back to those actions of avoiding her, being passive aggressive, making judgments about her motives, my results are that I try to control her. I try to control the relationship. Do you see? So our results always go back to the thought we have. They either mirror the thought we have or they affirm the thought we have. And so our job is to look at our thoughts and realize we have the power with our prefrontal cortex to decide if that thought serves us. Does that thought make me happy? Does that thought help me to live in this relationship with this woman? 
but we don't think that we do have that power. We blame her for causing us pain, for controlling us, when in fact, you are controlling the relationship through your actions and you're causing your own pain because you indulge in the thought and the feelings that go along with it. Those angry, resentful, disappointed emotions. You don't talk to her, you disconnect from her, you avoid her. Now, she may very well be a controlling person, but holding on for dear life to the judgment of her isn't making you happy or deepening your relationship with her. You still need to take responsibility for your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. But instead, we blame her for our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. And she can't control any of that. She can only be who she is. A woman who is flawed, just like you, just like me. And the sooner we stop judging her and clinging for dear life to our negative thoughts about her, the sooner we'll be able to be in an authentic relationship with her. And you will find peace in that. You will be able to consciously offer yourself these thoughts. Well, that's just who she is. Or it has nothing to do with me. Or maybe there's a reason why she'd like to have it this way. Whatever she does, says, or acts is neutral. And it stays neutral until our thoughts come into play. It's our thoughts about what she does, says, or acts that are the problem. She will respond the way she wants. And it has nothing to do with you. And we feel powerless because we make our mother-in-law so powerful powerful enough to make us so unhappy and do cartwheels to try to make her happy. We can't make her happy any more than she can make us happy. We both just are. And each has the opportunity to do what they want with that. You don't take responsibility for her feelings and expectations of you And don't depend on her to take responsibility for your feelings and expectations. I remember when Michael and I were first married, all I wanted was for my mother-in-law to approve of me. I had in my mind we were going to be best friends. It was going to be an amazing close relationship because we both loved the same man. And actually, it didn't even occur to me that she wouldn't approve of me. until I felt she didn't. And whether she actually did or didn't, I'll never know. And it doesn't matter. I had to approve of me. I had to show up in kindness and charity and love because that's the person I wanted to be. And whether she approved of that or not, that was up to her. It was not on me. We did not have a great relationship. And I take responsibility for my part on that. My husband was very good at helping with this. He helped me get curious about why she acted like she did. And once I let go of my need for approval and looked at her with neutral eyes, I realized that she just wasn't a happy person. She wasn't happy with herself or her life. 
She was not going to be happy with me or my life. So then I began to look at her with empathy. Why wasn't she happy? And I found a whole lot to explain who she was. Getting curious, being empathetic, helps you deal with your mother-in-law in a way that releases all that negative emotion. What does she deal with? What are her relationships like? What have her experiences been? It's hard to be curious and empathetic and still stay angry and resentful. She is who she is, and you can't try to change her. You can only change the way you respond to who she is. Acceptance. Accept her as she is. We talk about unconditional love. What does that really mean? Well, unconditional love does not mean that you do cartwheels to make her happy or that you let her walk all over you or treat you with disrespect. Unconditional love means that you love without conditions on you or on her. No conditions, just love, just acceptance. She is who she is. I am who I am, and I am going to show up in this relationship being the woman God has asked me to be. Whether that makes her happy or not, it's not my responsibility. And she too is going to show up in the relationship the way she wants. And whether that makes me happy or not, that's up to me. All right, now take out that piece of paper and write down who your mother-in-law really is. All of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, her strengths, her weaknesses, with an empathetic and curious eye, write it all down and choose to love her unconditionally, all of it. Our biggest source of conflict comes when we try to argue with reality. Instead of arguing with reality, accept it and decide how you are going to show up with reality. Okay, now I want to offer some quick suggestions in ways to proceed in the relationship. First, define the relationship. And what do I mean by that? Well, number one, in defining the relationship with your in-laws, you prioritize your family first, your husband, your children, and you, your needs, your small family's needs, your wants, your values, and your goals. Prioritize your family first. Number two, stop trying to meet her expectations. Just as you need to let go of needing her to meet your expectations, you also need to let go of trying to meet her expectations. Your family first. Now, this is a concept that our culture is not really good with. We have this notion in our culture that whatever the mother-in-law wants, she gets. And I just disagree with that. I really do. I think that your family, your little family, is first. It's biblical. We leave our mother and our father and we cling to each other. Sometimes we have to help our in-laws and maybe our parents understand that. Sometimes we do try to meet expectations in a particular circumstance, 
But that's out of love because we want to, we choose to. If it's done any other way, we'll feel anger and resentment. And again, that's on you because you chose to meet expectations when you really didn't want to. It's not on her because you were inauthentic. Number three, set boundaries. Now, I think people get confused about boundaries. They think boundaries are punitive. If you do this, I'll never speak to you again. If you do that, you'll never see the kids. That's not right. That's not a boundary. A boundary is not a threat. A boundary is a request of someone. It's not trying to control our mother-in-law. It's just letting her know what you will do if she doesn't honor what you've asked. So a good boundary would be, please call before you come over. And if you don't call, I probably won't open the door. I'm busy. I'm in the middle of something. If that's a boundary you want to set, set it. If a boundary is, please only give one gift to each of our children at Christmas. And if you give more, we'll ask the children to choose one and we'll donate the rest. That's a boundary. Help them understand because you have a right to how much stuff you have in your home. And just because you may have a mother-in-law who wants to give, 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 doesn't mean that you have to change the values that you have in your home of being minimalistic or just keeping only the things that the kids really want and not having a bunch of stuff clutter up your home. So do you see, boundaries are not threats. Boundaries are, I love you and no, right? I love you. This is what we're going to do. I love you and Christmas is going to be with just my family, my husband and my children. Maybe we'll come over for dessert or maybe we'll come another day or we'll come Christmas Eve or something, but set the boundary that you want. And this brings me to the last point of being authentic. Tell the truth. Tell the truth to your mother-in-law in kindness and charity. Stop people-pleasing. Stop lying to her. I love you and no, I'm not coming over. All right, do a reset and create the relationship that you want. You know, when we forgive someone, whether they ask for forgiveness or not, it benefits us. It actually doesn't benefit the other person at all, especially if they haven't asked for forgiveness. So too, carefully choosing the thoughts and feelings you want to have benefits you. But also, when we forgive someone, we show up differently with them. We have let go of resentment. We don't have the wall between us. We open ourselves up to relationship with them, even if relationship means that we just don't have internal contention with them anymore. Well, that's what happens when we choose thoughts about our mother-in-law or others in our life and their actions. When we choose thoughts that serve us and our desire to have a happy life, we show up differently. And when we show up differently, they respond differently. It's on you to take care of your emotional responsibility. It is not on your mother-in-law. 
It's on her to take care of her own emotions. So show up the way you know you're called to show up lovingly, respectfully, and still say no when you want to or when you need to. Stop comparing her to how she should be, to the manual that you had for her, and start showing up as the woman you want to be. And watch how the relationship will change. Let go of your anger, let go of your resentments, let go of your people-pleasing, and just be you. Take care. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be? The woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation with joy and gratitude? If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at Janet at FindingJoyInMotherhood.com.